888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. This is your host, Leslie the Freebie Guy from thefreebieguy.net. And I got a very exciting uh, episode for you today. This is episode number nine of Learning with Leslie. And in this episode, I'm going to give you three updates about the podcast. Then I'm going to answer four questions that came in from Ty. One question about backlinks and outsourcing your backlinks, I'm sorry. The next question is about changing fonts in WordPress. Third question has to do with sitemaps. And the last one has to do with writing for SEO purposes. How do you go about doing that? So I'm gonna answer those questions and then I'm gonna get into the um, topic for today's podcast that has to do with buying products. If you're in internet marketing, you've probably bought a few products, and we're gonna, I'm going to give you my opinion on that. I just came back from Tampa, Florida. Well, all over Florida, Orlando, and Lakeland, and oh, we just had a great time. It is 10.34 at night, and I hope to be in bed by 11.15. <laughs> so I got to get this podcast done in about 30 minutes, and I think I can get it all in there. So you know what? I'm just going to go go ahead and get started with the updates. Update number one, I purchased the domain name learningwithlesley.com and that redirects you to the area of my blog at thefreebieguy.net that's specifically dealing with this podcast. So if you type that URL into your address bar, it will take you to the part of thefreebieguy.net that deals with this podcast. You can get all the podcast episodes there. And um, that's an easy way for anyone to go to the podcast. Instead of going to the freebieguy.net and then clicking on podcast, just go to learningwithleslie.com. So from here on out, I'm going to be saying on this podcast, learningwithleslie.com, not the freebieguy.net. That's update number one. Update number two, I just submitted the podcast to the iTunes podcast directory. Yay! I should I should get one of those sounds where you can play on your podcast and you hear people applause. That would be awesome. I think I'm going to get that. Maybe for the next episode. I don't know. We'll see. Anyhow, so I submitted it to the podcast directory. Uh, so it should be approved, hopefully, soon. Hopefully within the next day or two. And then I'll put that link on the on the blog so that you can click on there and subscribe. Or you can just search in the iTunes um, podcast directory and find the subscription um, link there. So that's one way you can do it. So that's update number two. Update number three, I just designed a new podcast graphic for Learning with Leslie. It includes my smiling face. <laughs> I hope you like it. Um, so I'm going to include that in the show notes. Let me know what you think about it. And I, I hope you like it because I kind of like it. I think it looks kind of kind of decent. I'm not a graphic designer, but I tried my best. And you'll see how it turns out. Man, if, it, if you guys look at it and say that it sucks, my, my feelings are going to be hurt. But it's okay. I, I, I will survive. Check it out. Let me know what you think. 
Anyhow, so as I said, uh, we have four questions from Ty. Ty, uh, a, a while back, she left a comment on my blog letting me know that I might have to start a new show that's teaching Thai internet marketing or something of that sort. And this is going to be one of those episodes. Ty, this episode, at least half of this episode, is all about you because you called in these four great questions. So rather than tell you what the questions are about again, I'm just going to play the first question. So here we go. Take it away, Ty. Hi, Leslie. This is Ty from TravelToStLucia.com. And my question is about backlinks and outsourcing backlinks. Uh, I'd like to know what your opinion is about outsourcing backlinks. Should you outsource backlinks? And if so, how to outsource them effectively? Uh, the reason I ask is because someone mentioned, recently mentioned uh, using Fiverr as a way to outsource backlinks and get more backlinks to your site. So I was calling to find out what your opinion was about that and if you have any resources to uh, outsource your backlinks. Thank you so much, Ty, for that question. That is a great question, and it is one that I definitely have an opinion on. Now, my opinion might not be the most popular opinion, but I don't care. It's my opinion nonetheless, so I'm going to give it to you. But before that, let me just answer a different question, and that question is, why are backlinks important? Now, everyone knows Google. I hope everyone knows who Google is by now. And Google has a lot of power. Google has a lot of control. And if Google likes you, you are happy um, because they can send you a lot of traffic. Now, one of the, one of the uh, techniques or strategies or whatever you want to call it that Google uses to determine how worthy your website is is the number and quality of backlinks that you have pointing to your site. And the, the, the principle behind that is really simple. If your content is really good, people are going to want to link to that content and show it to others because people want to spread good content. That's what the Internet is all about, sharing content, getting content. And the more backlinks you have to your site and the better the quality of those backlinks are, that tells Google that people find your content worthy of being read, worthy of being spread, and Google kind of uh, has your site climbing in the ranks. And the, the more your site climbs in the ranks, the more traffic you get from uh, the search engines, from Google and from other sites also, from other search engines also. So the more backlinks you have and the better the quality of those backlinks, the better. It helps you to, um, it increases your rankings in Google and that gives you more traffic. So that's the concept behind uh, having backlinks and also behind outsourcing backlinks. Now, you mentioned a service like Fiverr where you can spend $5 and, and get people to build backlinks for you. And they'd, they'd promise you a certain number of backlinks, a certain quality of backlinks, and so on. And that sounds very attractive because it's something that you don't have to do. Someone else does it for you and you get the backlinks. And in theory, your, your, your rankings in Google goes up and that gives you more traffic. So that's the concept there. Now, like I said, my opinion might be a little different than what a lot of people say. Uh, I am not a believer in outsourcing backlinks whatsoever. And I'm not a believer in using software for generating backlinks or anything of that sort. 
And this is why Google is also very, very smart. And they have ways of detecting whether things happen naturally or whether things happen um, in a, how do I say it, in a way that was tried, like a fabricated way, I guess. That's, that's the best way I can say. Um, of course, sometimes you can get things by them, but their goal is to make sure that the sites that are worthy of attention get the attention. Okay, so now when you go to a site like Fiverr and you outsource generating ba backlinks, there's no way for you to really protect against getting poor quality backlinks. There's no way for you to really monitor that uh, people aren't spam spamming your links all over the place just to get you um, rankings in Google. And if that happens, Google can detect those type of things and Google can... Um, penalize your site instead of um, give your site higher rankings. Now, just a few weeks ago, Google did an algorithm change because they have a very complex algorithm that um, determines which sites should rank highly and which, which sites can, um, should rank low um, for specific keywords. And they made an algorithm change that their main purpose behind that was to enhance the quality of sites you get when you search in Google because you have a lot of people that were complaining that you're get they're doing searches in Google and they're getting a bunch of crappy sites and spam sites that just want to sell a bunch of affiliate products and Google's way of dealing with that is by refining their algorithm and making that algorithm even better and when that happened, a lot of people that were outsourcing backlinks and using software and doing all kinds of different techniques for getting backlinks, they were impacted very significantly. I've heard of people that were making hundreds of dollars every day with their websites um, because they were able to build backlinks and build the um, search engine rankings um, so that they were ranking very highly in Google. And when Google made that switch their traffic went to uh, basically nothing. Some sites have disappeared completely from Google because they refined their algorithm to detect those types of things even better. And that affected a lot of people negatively. So my opinion on backlinks is this. The best way to get backlinks is to make content that is worthy of being linked to. If you have good quality content and you put that good quality out there, that good quality content out there, people are going to be more likely to link to your um, site. And that will be a natural process that happens that helps you to rise, um, helps your rankings to rise in Google. And that's the way I try to do um, what I do online. I just try to put great quality content out there that helps a lot of people and then I market that content and I tell people about that content and then they just naturally link back to that site. So uh, my biology site, for example, has, well, I don't know how many links it has now, but the last time I checked, it had somewhere around 1,000 to 1200 links um, depending on which you know uh, site you use to check your backlinks some places I saw somewhere around 850 and that was a few months ago so just create good content put it out there and let people know about that content and you will get backlinks naturally that is Leslie's opinion um, like I said it's not it might not be a popular opinion and some people might tell you otherwise but I rather be on the safe side 
put good stuff out there and let people link to it naturally. I hope that answers your question. I hope um, that gives some value. And I'm just going to move on to her second question. And my question is about the font in WordPress. I'd like to know how to go about changing the font in WordPress. And also, do you know if it depends on your theme, whether or not your uh, font will show up? The reason I ask is because I downloaded a font plugin, and when I went to use the font and I clicked refresh, it did not show up in my blog. So I was a little bit confused on how to change or create different fonts in, on your WordPress blog and any resources that you may have regarding that. All right. So to answer that question, I have not personally done a lot with changing fonts in WordPress. I know how it's done. Um, for many of the themes that you might use, uh, yes, it does have to do with your theme. That's your second question. Um, but for many themes that you uh, might use in WordPress, the way you modify your fonts is by changing your CSS file. Um, so that has to do with going into the code and modifying that a little bit. Now, uh, I know you mentioned that there was a plugin that you heard about. I've never heard of that particular plugin. What I have done and what I have used the themes that I use generally come from Woo themes. And one of the reasons why I like using Woo themes is because they have all these options for customization. Now, if I go into my WordPress uh, dashboard and I go to my options for my theme, when I install Woo themes, I get a bunch you get a bunch of options in your dashboard. I can go to the uh, like I use the fresh news theme. When I click on Fresh News in my WordPress dashboard, I get a bunch of different options. One of the options is Typography. And if I click on Typography, I can just select from drop-down boxes what I want my different fonts to be. So I can say the top navigation, I want it to be 11-point font uh, Arial. I can say for my main navig navigation, I could choose a different font. For my post title, my, my post entry, the text of my post, I can choose all of the different fonts, the different colors easily and just click on save all changes and then it does that there for me automatically so that's that's an option that you have with some premium themes definitely with woo themes and that's one of the reasons why i recommend woo themes um, if you're not using woo themes i guess there might be some plugins out there but i don't know them personally now i just want to say one thing uh, i wouldn't focus too much on fonts uh, you just get a theme, a nice theme, and that has a decent font, and just leave it. The main important, the important concept that the important thing you need to be working on is content. Put good content out there, and whether that content is in an Arial font or a Droid serif font or a Sans serif font, I don't. Th that's not really gonna influence. Uh, the rankings of your site, the quality of your site, uh, not too much. Yes, there can be some subtle things that might make some difference, but I wouldn't focus too much on that. But um, if you have a premium theme like Woo Themes, very easy to change. If you don't, you have to modify the CSS file or get someone to um, modify that for you. Next question. And my question is about sitemaps. Uh, first of all, I'd like to know what is a sitemap? Uh, why do I need one? If I do need one, should I put it in the navigation bar? And last but not least, how, how do I go about creating a sitemap 
and are there any resources for creating a sitemap for your blog? Now that is an excellent question. Um, there are two types of sitemaps that I know of. I'm not a per, uh, an expert on this topic or anything of that sort, but you can have an HTML sitemap, which is basically a page on your blog or a play, page on your website that you go to and it links every single page that you can find on your blog. So it will list your home page, your about page, every post that's on there, every single page or post that's on your blog will be on that sitemap. I personally don't use that because I don't necessarily want a page with all those links. I want there to be more of a focus. I want the links that I want to emphasize. I want those to be the ones that you focus on when you come to my website. And I'm making some changes with that right now to optimize that even better so I can have fewer links but more targeted so that people can know exactly what they need to do when they come to my website. So that's an HTML sitemap, just a regular page on your blog that shows all of the pages that are on your blog. Now, the next type of sitemap is one that is extremely important, in my opinion, and it's something that I use on all of my blogs, and that's called an XML sitemap. And what an XML sitemap does is similar to what an HTML sitemap does, um, but it's more for the search engines like Google and Yahoo and Bing, um, Ask.com, those sites. You can, you can generate an XML sitemap that whenever you put a page on, it adds that page to the sitemap. And that tells the search engines that there's a new page. So it, lets, it gives Google and the other search engines some instructions as to where to go on your site and what content is on your site. Now, the way I do this is I install a plugin called Google XML Sitemaps. That's the first step. Once you install that, that plugin, it takes care of that automatically for you. It generates a sitemap automatically. It's a dynamic plugin that does it. You don't have to go in there and add each page individually. Now, once you've installed that plugin, the next thing you need to do is submit your XML sitemap to Google. And you can do that by going to the Webmaster Tools, the Google Webmaster Tools. You can do a search for that in Google, and it'll be the first thing that comes up. And I'll also include a link in the show notes um, so that you can get to that. And um, once you're there, you can submit that site. You sign up for an account, of course, if you don't have a Google account already. And then you submit that sitemap, and Google is going to index that and it'll know whenever you update your content um, to index that page. So that's how I do that. I hope that helps. And we're going to go to your last question before, we, before I talk about the topic that I want to discuss. So let's go to the last question, which is another great question from Ty. And my question is about how to write effectively for SEO purposes. I would like to know if you have any tips or a resource or anything about writing effectively for SEO, such as H1, H2 tags. Also, someone mentioned a plugin called SEO Presser that can analyze your post before you send it out to make sure that it is properly, um, SEO is written properly <laughs> for uh, SEO. And also, if there was any plugins that are free that could analyze the SEO factors of a post for you. I appreciate your answer to my question. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. To answer her last question, which was a great question, writing for SEO. 
I'll give you my opinion on that. Well, not my opinion, but what, what has worked for me is just to write logically. Now, when I write, I don't necessarily think a lot about uh, am I writing the in the best way for SEO? I write the way I like to write. And the way I like to write is a way that I think appeals to a lot of people and it has worked for what I'm doing. So just write logically. If there's a certain keyword you're targeting in a blog post, that keyword, of course, is going to be mentioned in that article. It's also going to be mentioned in the title. So if I'm targeting the keywords, how to blog, then it's a very good idea for me to uh, have the title of the um, blog post be something like how to blog. Really straightforward, really simple. It gets the point across and it focuses on your keyword. And then what I do um, you use the keywords in the titles and there are some relevant words that you're going to use in your post and you might want to highlight those words. You might want to make some of those words bold to make them stand out uh, because not only do they stand out to the person that's reading them, it also stands out to the search engines. Another good thing is to use subheadings. Um, if you use, if you have a, the first set, the, the first section of that um, blog post might be, what is a blog? And I might have a header, and I could use an H1 or H2 tag to say, what is a blog? And then I can start writing about what a blog is. And then I can have a second header that is why you should start a blog. And then I can write the content for that. So having those um, H1, H2 tags just highlights uh, this is the focus of the next section. It highlights that to the reader. It also highlights that to the search engines. And that helps um, both the reader and the search engines determine what is important, what you are targeting, or not, what the article is targeting, and what it should be indexed for, what keywords uh, should be uh, highlighted. when Well, when someone puts the keywords into the search engines and they search for it, um, if it's relevant, uh, it, Google will be able to determine that based on some of those features. Another important thing, well, I, I guess it's kind of debatable how important that is. Some people say that Google does not um, acknowledge them as much anymore, but um, whenever you make a blog post, tag that blog post with keywords that are relevant to that blog post. Um, so in the tag section, you can put relevant keywords in there. Another very important thing to do, um, and this is something that I try to do regularly, is when I write a blog post and it refers to something that I wrote about in a previous blog post, link back to that previous blog post because that gives you internal backlinks and that also helps with SEO. So those are just a few things, um, a few tips that you can take and apply to writing. Um, once again, I just want to emphasize that the main goal is to put good content out there, content that people are going to want to read, content that flows logically, and that helps people accomplish their goals, that, that, that appeals to people because it's something that they're searching for. And um, if you're doing that, you're doing it very well on a regular basis. That will naturally give you the search engine rankings. It will naturally cause people to want to link back to your content. And that will help you in the long run. So 
I, I, this is a theme that I keep coming back to. And not only me, but the people that I've been interviewing put good content out there, content that helps people, and your, your, your business will grow. That's really what it's all about. So, hey, Ty, thank you so much for calling in those questions. I want to encourage everyone else that's listening in to call the hotline and or even leave comments if you want to call the hotline. The number is 888-835-2414. And you can always call that and leave your questions or your comments. Now let's talk about, let's get into the topic for today. The topic that I want to talk about, I'm, I'm probably going to spend about just eight to 10 minutes talking about this, buying products. Now, I want to preface, preface this by saying that I believe that in order to accomplish success, you need to continually educate yourself about whatever it is you are blogging about or whatever you are uh, growing your business around and then taking actions, taking action. So there's two important factors. Number one, learning. Number two, acting. You learn and then you act on what you learn. Uh, there's a statement that says knowledge is power, but I don't believe that that is the full thing. It's the application of that knowledge. When you apply that knowledge, that's when the power actually comes. So in order to be successful, you need to learn. And I love to learn and I love to read. Um, there's some books that I'm reading that are just blowing my mind. And I'm going to be talking about some of that in the next episode. But um, I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, success is about learning and taking action. However, there is so much information out there that if you really want to succeed, it's important for you to stay focused. There's a, a statistic that I heard recently, um, and I think it was something like in, 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 in two days, in, in, uh, I think I'm getting it wrong. How is it? Go? I don't want to misquote, but this is the gist of it. Every two days, we produce enough inform as much information as was produced from the beginning of time to the year 2002. And when I hear that, that's an overwhelming concept. So success is also about staying focused. Now, in order to make money as an internet marketer, if you're an internet marketer and you want to make money um, as an internet marketer, you're going to be promoting products. You're going to recommend products for people to buy. Some of the products might be your own products. Some might be affiliate products and so on. So many internet marketers recommend products um, to help people and also to make money. I also recommend products. Uh, if you go to my, through my seven-day boot camp, there, there are going to be some products that I'm going to recommend, some products that I know can help you. Um, I might even recommend some courses for you to take. But here's the thing. As internet marketers, and I know this is something that I've struggled with, we have a tendency to buy and buy and buy more internet products because we think that this is going to be the, the, the thing that gets us to the next level. And this person said that if we buy this, it's going to help us to accomplish success. So we buy that product and we, we might look at the product, we might not look at the product, we might spend some time with it, we might not spend some time with it, um, and you know we move from one product to the next. Now, uh, every once in a while I evaluate products. 
um, just because I want to stay in the loop. I want to be educated. I want to continue to learn and and I want to just enhance what I'm doing and be able to help people even more accomplish their goals and so on. Now, this week, I purchased a product. And every so often, I purchase a product that gets me really upset. Now, the product, the, 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 the sales page was one of those very hypey sales page. It talks about how much money this person was making. I don't want to uh, mention the, the name of the product because that's not what it's about. It doesn't matter what product it is. But the product was to help you make money with Facebook. Now, Facebook can be a very effective marketing tool and I am going to start using Facebook as a part of my marketing strategy. So I wanted to get some information on, and see what people were saying about ways to effectively use Facebook. And I was very disappointed. It was recommended to me by a marketer um, and I, you know, I, I said, let me check it out. But the, 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 the product was filled with hype. How much, how many thousands of dollars this person made and how many thousands of dollars that person made in one day. And all they did is implement this, um, uh, this Facebook strategy. And I, I read through the strategy and the strategy was crap. I'm sorry, but this, the strategy was crap. Um, and it really upset me, not because I had spent money on the product. Actually, I'm just going to, I'm going to get a refund. This is the first time um, since I started internet marketing that I'm actually going to request a refund. Fortunately, it wasn't ClickBank, so I can definitely get my money back. But anyhow, it oversold and it under-delivered. And the reason why it got me upset was not because I spent the $37 on the product, because that's no big deal. But my fear is that there are so many other people that are falling prey to these marketing schemes um, and 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 buying all these products that that teaches that teach absolutely nothing. And that gets me upset because you get people that come online um, in desperation. They lost their job or they have some medical bills that they need to pay for. And, and they just want to um, find something that can give them some kind of money so that they can accomplish whatever it is that they need to accomplish. And you have these marketers out there that are just selling these hopes and these dreams. Like if you just do this, you're going to make this amount. And if you just do this and, and these people come with this, this long Longing to make money. I'm sorry I'm getting passionate about this, but it really upsets me. They come with a longing to make money because they need it. They're in a terrible situation. And all the marketer cares about is, I want your money. And whatever I need to tell you to get your money, I'm going to tell you that so that you can, I can get your money and make myself richer. I don't care what it does to you as long as you know it, it, it benefits me. Um, and that's upsetting to me. So what I want to do in this podcast is I want to give you some instructions as to how I would recommend buying products if you are going to buy a product. Recommendation number one, if you don't know what the product is selling, do not buy it. If it's just selling numbers, if it's just telling you this is how much you can make, this is what Bob and Sue made 
don't buy the product because you don't know what you're getting yourself into. That's number one. Tip number two, go with products that's recommended by somebody you trust. And you know that, that it, how do you trust somebody that you don't know? Well, follow that person. Study that person. See what that person is all about. And if, if you can look at that person and see that, you know what, this person is trying not just to make money, but to help people accomplish their goals, then if they recommend a product, then you know that that product, hopefully, I mean, it, there's no way to 100% um, know for sure, but that gives you more of an assurance that that product is a quality product. You can go and search for uh, Make Money Online and find so many websites out there that claim to have the magic bullet. That's not the way to find a product. Go with something that is recommended by someone you trust. That's number two. Tip number three. Once you decide on a product that you want to purchase and you purchase that product, whether it's a membership site or a training program or something, it needs to be something to help you accomplish a specific goal. But once you've bought that product, go through the product and implement everything it says to do. At least most of what it says to do. And I, 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 take, I take that back a little bit because I've even gone through some products that have had a lot of value. For example, the Blog Mastermind training program that I went through I have not implemented every single step. I've kind of um, looked at it and see, seen, okay, what applies to my situation? What can help me do what I'm trying to accomplish? And I applied those. I tweaked some of it. And every so often, I go back to that one program and get another gold nugget from it and implement that in my business. Today, even today, a few weeks ago, I had to go back and relearn something. No, a few days ago. I went back and learned something and implemented that in what I was doing and that helped me uh, significantly. So number one, oh wait, what was number one? I should have written this down. <laughs> um, uh, number one, something. You, hopefully you know what it is. I'll listen to this again so I can push, put it in the show notes. Number two was go with products that is recommended to you by somebody you trust. Number three, once you get that product, go through the entire product and implement as much as possible. Uh, and there's a tendency to jump from one to the next, but that's really not going to help you. Focus on one. Uh, do as much of what it says as possible. Implement it in your business and take action. Really take action. Don't don't just search online for um, make money online and see what you come up with because a lot of people get hurt that way. I've gotten hurt that way. I've lost a significant amount of money that way and I hate to see people do the same. So I I think that's it. I think that's all the content. I And, and I'm sorry for getting a little um, over-passionate about that last topic, but it's something that really irks me. And um, I just hate to see it happening. I hate to see people being hurt just because people want to make money. I mean, you're going to get hurt in life, but and why, why can't we just all get along? <laughs> oh, man. Anyhow, I hope you got some value from that. Um, I feel a little under the weather. Well, no, actually, my allergies are acting up. So if I sound a little different, a little nasal or something of that sort, it's because 
of my allergies. I didn't even know I had allergies until I went down to Florida. Anyhow, that's all the content for today. So this is what I want from you. The next episode is not going to be an interview because I was away in Florida on vacation and I didn't get to interview anyone, but I have some great interviews coming up. So the next episode, I'm going to be talking about social media. I'm learning so much about social media. I just finished reading a book that has me on fire and I'm going to share some tips with you from some things that I have learned. So what I want to know is how has social media helped you? Call in the hotline and let me know how it has helped you, how you use it in your business or any questions that you may have. Once again, the number to call in is... Oh, I'm sorry. I messed that up. I started it soft, so I'm going to play it again. The number is... 888-835-2414. So call in. Let me know how social media has helped you. Or any questions you might have about social media. And by that, I mean like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and those type of sites. Anyhow, I shouldn't be talking right now because I already played the music. So I'm going to end the episode. This was Learning with Leslie, and I'll see you in the next episode.